morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you're joining us to observe uh, the Tulsa world scene, talk about all things uh, entertainment and culture. Uh, my name is Jim Watts. I'm here with my colleagues, the lovely and talented Jimmy Trammell, and the even lovelier and talented Grace Wood. Uh, you can uh, join us here uh, via the, the video that appears on TulsaWorld.com or uh, find us on wherever you get your podcasts. Um, a few uh, weeks ago, Grace, you had a story about a uh, local furniture maker, and I think her 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 life has has added something new in in in, in the time since that story appeared. Yes, yeah, it has. Um, so I wrote a story a couple weeks ago about Tara Frizzell, and she is a super amazing and talented self-taught woodworker. Um, and she runs a company called Tables by Tara. So she um, just custom makes like a ton of furniture, mostly tables. And now her art is going to be displayed publicly for the first time at the um, Oklahomans for Equality's Allie Jensen Memorial Art Gallery in downtown Tulsa. So she created a bunch of different tables that were kind of designed to reflect um, the different colors and flags representing different LGBTQ groups. Um, so it's going to be a really cool thing and all of her tables were going to be displayed through the month of March. So super exciting for her. Do you know if, if people will be able to purchase these or are these um, strictly for display or? I believe they're strictly for display, but I know for more information, you can go to the Oklahomans for Equality website. It's okeg.org. So I'm sure they'll have like more information about that, but I think they're just for display. If, if I may uh, make a note, it's actually OKEQ. Oh, okay. Sorry. I think I wrote that down wrong. That, that, that's okay. Uh, when I write things down, my G's and Q's look like X's and O's. So yeah, <laughs> I, I understand too well. Um, well, uh, I know that a lot of people have spent uh, the past couple of years uh, binge watching all sorts of things, including uh, reruns. And um, I believe, Jimmy, you have something about um, how to make the most of, of your binge watching. Yeah, as you know, uh, an Oklahoma actress, Rue McClanahan, was in the TV series Golden Girls. It's, it's one of four series ever where all four of the primary cast members all won Emmys for their work. I mean, uh, I won't ask you who the other three shows were, you know, put you on the spot like that. But uh, obviously a beloved sitcom. And there's a new book out uh, called A Binge Watcher's Guide to the Golden Girls. Uh, I, I read the book for a Friday story in Tulsa World in the Tulsa world, uh, just have a bunch of takeaways from what the author wrote about Rue McClanahan, who was born in Hilton, and, and lots of really cool kind of uh, takeaways from each episode and the series itself. Uh, it seems to be generational, like the author uh, first started watching when she was eight, and her grandmother was 73 and recommended it to her, and they both liked the show. Uh, so which, which Golden Girls character do you guys which one do you like the most? Um, <laughs> first. Well, I've never seen the Golden Girls, but I did take a BuzzFeed quiz of like 
which golden girl are you? Mm. <laughs> and I got um, Blanche Devereaux because I have a larger than life personality and I'm always down for a good time. <laughs> so I don't really know much about her, but now I kind of want to watch an episode or two just so I can see if that holds up. So, well, like Blanche, you are an Oklahoman, so it does fall into that category. So, hey, <laughs> was, was her character uh, presented as an Oklahoman? You know what? I'm, I worded that incorrectly. I, her character is from the South, I believe, like Georgia, but the actress, Rue McClanahan, is from Oklahoma, graduated from University of Tulsa. I got the chance to interview her. They were doing a, she was, she was starring in a touring production of the play Nonsense, uh, where she played the mother superior, who in the course of the uh, show gets um, high. On, I, I, can't, I can't remember now, it's been so long, if, if it was because she was you know, drinking what she shouldn't have been drinking or smoke. But anyway, it was hilarious to see. To, to, it's, it's, it's a hilarious show. Um, and uh, she was she was great in it. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I was never a huge fan of it, although I, I have seen an, an, enough of it. And while I uh, always enjoyed uh, B. Arthur's um, sarcasm and, 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 and put downs, because that's probably, she would probably be the golden girl I would end up being if I took it the same quiz. But uh, I have a soft spot for, for the Betty White character. Mm. Um, she was just so uh, innocent and, and just, I mean, she played that character so well. And they were all, they were all I mean, it, 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 was, it was a perfect, uh, Perfect uh, triumvirate. Well, since you and since you tease us about, you know, all the ones that have won. What are the uh, what are the other shows that the entire cast is all one Emmys? All in the Family. Okay. Will and Grace. Shit's Creek. Okay. Okay. The only trivia like that I know is what two movies have had their entire casts, not just the leads, but the entire mm. cast nominated for an Oscar. Okay, I, I need the answer to this. One was Give Em Hell Harry, which was a film of a one-man show by uh, James Whitmore playing Harry Truman. <laughs> the other, so he was the only one on, he was the only member of the cast. The other one was uh, Sleuth, Lawrence Olivier and Michael Caine, 1972. It was one of my favorite plays and, 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 and movies of all time. So, hmm. but anyway, <laughs> um, well, since we're, since, we're, since we're talking about old things, I think, Grace, you have, you have something you can contribute uh, to that conversation. I love that transition. Um, yes. So for this Saturday, I have a story about the Vintage Tulsa show that's coming to the Expo Square, and it's going to be this Friday through Sunday. And I'm super bummed because I won't be in town, and I just really wish I could go because it's going to be huge. There's like 200 vintage and antique dealers who will be there with everything from like antique home decor, 
vintage collectibles, novelty items, jewelry, clothing, and more. It's going to be really cool. Um, and I talked to three different vendors who mostly sell furniture and other home items. Um, one dealer I talked to is named David McIntosh, and he had a really cool story about how he got interested in antiques. Um, he was raised on a farm in rural Kansas, and he lived with his grandparents who came of age during the Dust Bowl and Great Depression. And he said that they really taught him and instilled in him like the value of the items that they had in their home and how important it is to kind of maintain them and reuse them and really make the most of what you have. Um, so this kind of got him started on the path of antique restoration, which he did for several years. And then eventually he started collecting items and now he has, you know, an amazing collection of antique furniture and artwork and things like that that he's been building for over three decades. So there's going to be a lot of people like David who will be selling items from their collections this weekend. It's going to be really cool. And I wish I could go, but I encourage anyone who can go to go. <laughs> I, I do love the Vintage Tulsa show and, and highly recommend it. It's a tradition every Saturday out there, two of my rider buddies, uh, Michael Vance and R.A. Jones, they set up out there to sell some of their books. Mm. And we all think we know stuff and know things and trivial, whatever. Uh, every time I get around those two guys, it's like, I wish I knew a fraction of what they know. I mean, if you uh, stop and talk to them, even, uh, you know, look at their books or whatever, but just stop and talk to those guys and you'll be impressed by how much they know about everything. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, okay. Well, um, keeping to a, a slightly historic theme, we'll have an interview Sunday with uh, Connie Cronley. Uh, whose most recent book is titled A Life on Fire. Uh, it's about a uh, about Kate Barnard, who was a uh, pioneer uh, of, uh, in creating the state of Oklahoma, really. Uh, she was a uh, social reformer uh, who um, was the second woman in the United States ever to be elected to office. She was the director of the Department of Corrections and Charities. And um, she helped write the constitution, uh, was a, a great one for uh, helping, you know, supporting education, uh, helping uh, people with mental illness to get it, you know, realized to being an illness and not I don't know, a failure of spirit or whatever. Um, but then she uh, made the mistake of wanting to um, take care of uh, members of indigenous tribes, especially the younger members uh, who were entitled to uh, the, the, the revenue from the mineral, mineral rights on their lands, and that was being funneled off by um, con men and politicians. And I realize I may have repeated myself there, but, um, uh, and that got her, uh, got her in trouble. And these people who wanted to keep having the money roll into their pockets set about destroying her. Uh, as one uh, line in the book says, uh, uh, 
It was fine when she was just preaching, but then she started meddling. And that, uh, that uh, was the beginning of, of, of her unfortunate end. So that'll be coming this Sunday. Uh, speaking of Sunday, Jimmy, what have you got coming up? Well, when you think about uh, BOK Center, you think about if it didn't exist, think about all the great concerts we would have messed out on because all these great uh, artists would have had no place to play in Tulsa. Now, I'm not writing about BOK Center. I said that to say this. I'm writing about Circle Cinema. And if 20 years ago, people hadn't come up with the idea to, hey, let's buy this abandoned, uh, dilapidated theater and renovate it to where it can be used again for, uh, you know, positive measures, uh, we would have missed out on so many great things at Circle Cinema over the last 20 years. I'm sure you guys can think of things that you that uh, have been there or or drew celebrities there. So many, like Sundance Film Festival last year, Reservation Dogs premiere, visits from uh, Tim Blake Nelson, Gary Busey, uh, you know, many people. But, but anyhow, we're going to do kind of a recap on how the idea to renovate Circle Cinema was launched 20 years ago. And then uh, Clark, the co-founder at Circle Cinema, is going to share some of his favorite events over the last 20 years in Sunday's Tulsa world. It, it, that's a, that's an incredibly rich history because I, I mean I remember when the Circle Cinema was an operating theater. In, in fact, I think I went to one of the last one of the last things that they did before it was shuttered. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm embarrassed to say it was a uh, all five Planet of the Eight movies played back to back, but they let you for <laughs> one prize. I would go to that. I, I was, I, 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 yeah, I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's, um, some people might think it was slightly out of character for me, but no, I was, I was, I, I was a huge fan of those. And uh, that was, that was, I spent, I spent all day there, came back walking rather funny. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and, uh, I'm one of personally, one of my favorite things that took place at the Circle Cinema was uh, their tribute to our late colleague Michael Smith, who was the film yeah. critic for the Tulsa World for many years and was a huge advocate for the Circle Cinema and what they were doing. And it was really uh, a lovely thing that they that they that they they recognized their debt to him uh and and that was that was a that was a great a, a great tribute to him you, you know we bend over backwards sometimes not to congratulate ourselves in print and that sort of thing but uh clark from circle cinema just raved to me how much michael smith meant to circle cinema over the last 20 years so even if that is not in my story on sunday because we don't pat ourselves on the back very much uh know that this is true yeah. Michael Smith really helped the Circle Cinema. Well, if all of this talk has made you hungry, um, we would recommend you uh, heading up to 10 North Greenwood Avenue uh, to check out Cobbler Mom. Uh, it's a limited menu. It's a one-woman one uh, restaurant. Um, but if you like if you and who doesn't like cobbler? I mean, really, who doesn't like cobbler? If you like 
a good cobbler if you like uh, good uh, comfort soul food, this is the place to go. Um, recommended highly. Um, foods that you may not want to, you may not think you would want to try are really, really good. <laughs> so, so check it out. Um, well, I think that's, that, 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 that is what we have going on this week. Um, I want to thank uh, my colleagues, uh, Grace and Jimmy, for uh, oh, just, me, just being we, you. <laughs> where can we hear the podcast? Uh, well, it can be heard anywhere that you, uh, from which you pluck your pods, such as Spotify, Apple, Google, and um, all the other places. I'm, there. I'm sure there are many more, but those are the only ones I know offhand, so. Um, and also you can read all about what we've been talking about in the Tulsa world available at uh, find newsstands everywhere and online at tulsaworld.com. So that just leaves me to thank uh, Grace and Jimmy uh, for taking part. And uh, we will gladly see you later. And good night, Miss Ellerbach, wherever you are. Bye. <laughs>